What's up? It's Casey, and I just want to let you know about something pretty awesome that we have over at studynotesaba.com. Yeah, we get it. We have the live collective four times a year. Sometimes that just doesn't work for your schedule. Maybe you are testing sooner than the collective. That is a-okay because we have recording bundles of all 20 of our live classes, the most recently taught ones in form of video recordings where you can watch them at any time on your own time. We have one month access, two month access, or four month access. Go over and join us and we are going to make sure you get this shit and pass your test. So head over to www.studynotesaba.com. Mwah, mean it. Study Notes ABA. ABA in a little X-rated way. It's behavior, bitches. Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. And we are here with episode 99. Holy shit. Episode 99, Casey, what is the rhyme? That kind of rhyme. Today's rhyme is episode 99. Today's guest is probably on a runner's high. Do you not know how to rhyme? That doesn't rhyme with nine? High, nine, nine, high? No? Okay. Oh (laughs) my God. All right. Never mind. 99. (laughs) Guys, (laughs) 99 episodes and she still doesn't know how to rhyme, but it's all right. Casey, love love you still. Yeah. If you guys could think of something better that rhymes with nine, like fine or mine or shine. I was trying to be creative and different and also talk kind of like sneak peek into what we're talking about today. That's what I try to do. I know, Casey. Maybe, uh, Maybe after we reach episode 100, I'll start being the rhymer. That'd be cool. I would gladly hand that job over to you. Would you? Yes. Okay. All right. All right. All right. Before we get started with today's episode, Casey, can you give us our review of the day? I would love to. All right. This one's coming in from Don't Be a Bee, which I really love that name. Um, it's titled Amazing. Have to provide some positive reinforcement for Leah and Casey. I'm a few weeks out from testing and love listening to your podcast to and from work each day. Just completed your 30-day cram and will be relying on the podcast for my daily dose of Leah and Casey. You girls are the best. I hope that you passed your exam based off when this date was reviewed was left, was 311. So hopefully you're out there being a badass BCBA and not being a B because that's your title. I love that. Thank you for that review. Also, we- wait, can we just take a beat that we are almost at 100 episodes? That is mind blowing. And I have no idea what we're going to do for 100, but it's going to be something crazy. We are ultra podcast athletes. Yes. Speaking of today's guest, <laughs> today we have on Victoria Lovelace. She is not only a BCBA, but she's an ultra endurance athlete, rugby player. She is a badass all, all around. Um, she's qualified for the Boston Marathon. She won a marathon. She's ran 100 miles, currently training for a half and full Ironman. She has over eight years experience in the behavioral field, and she took her BCBA exam 11 times. She's determined AF. Um, we are so excited to have you on. You reached out um, just like 
I love this when we have people reach out that like do cool shit and they're like, I'd love to come on and talk about it. And then we met her and her energy was fire. So Victoria, welcome to the show. Hello. 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 Hi, not much. Just hanging out. <laughs> you are so, so sweet. I am so excited to be on the show. Like I, I was really excited that you guys responded and like reached back out. I was like, this actually sounds really cool. I'm like, oh my God, somebody thinks like my normal life sounds really cool. Like <laughs> That's kind of cool. Okay. Wait, you it realize it's not normal, right? Like, no, like, <laughs> just for anyone listening, first of all, can you just define, you're an ultra endurance athlete. What the yes. hell is that for anyone listening? Like, we're ultra podcasters. That means right. like, we do 100 episodes. Like, what does ultra <laughs> athlete mean? So, um, ultra athletes are the people who do like, so an ultra marathon is anything over 26.2 miles. So most of the time we, it's, you know, you run a, a 50K, that's 35 miles, or, you know, you're running um, a, six, a 100K, that's 65 miles. So anything over 26.2 is considered an ultra marathon. Um, and so ultra endurance means that you just basically we're masochists. Uh, we really like pain and suffering, and we really like to put ourselves to the limit, but we like to just keep going and see what the next thing holds. So it's like pushing yourself to this point and then seeing if you can just go a little bit further the next time. And yeah. So what's the furthest you've ever run in one, one time? I ran a hundred miles. So I ran a hundred miles in like 28 hours and 25 minutes. So you legit don't sleep. No, I didn't. Some people do like, um, some people like they'll take like quick little, like 20 minute naps or 15 minute naps or like little power naps. I'm not a napper. Like I've never been a napper. I can't just fall asleep in the middle of the day. Like people are like, I'm going to go take a power nap. I'm like, I don't even know what that is. I can't like, I wish. I wish I did. But if I sleep in the afternoon, I won't sleep at night. So I did not sleep. I ran the whole time. And I, lo I love how I you say like, I'm not a napper. As if this is like a normal thing. Like, <laughs> I, oh, I'm not a napper. But like, yeah, if I was running and I probably hit hour eight of running, I'd probably be a napper. <laughs> like, well, you're I'm amazing. I was really tough. I mean, and it was really funny because like I hit a point where like running is like my release. Like I run to like clear my head and I'm like, all right. And then I hit a point where I was like, I'm really tired and running's actually causing my head to be clouded. Like I, I, okay. Like this was my moment of like, and it didn't hit me till like mile like 87 or something like that during that race. And my, wow. I like, I get up to my wife and I'm all like, there's tears streaming down my face. And I'm like, before you say anything, I'm tired. I'm emotional and running is causing my emotions and there's no other outlet but tears. Can I sit <laughs> down? And she goes, well, you articulated that very well. So obviously you're fine. What would you like to do? And I go, keep moving forward. <laughs> that, was, that was it. One and more step. She literally tipped the chair over and was like, awesome. Keep moving forward. Like, go. And I was like, okay. <laughs> Thanks. Love you too. What was, what was that thing you told? Uh, DFD or? D D uh, DFL. DFL. I was at, I, I have been DFL, which is dead fucking last, uh, in multiple races. Multi and it, I don't care. It doesn't bother me. I'm like, bring it on. Like, but we took the DFL and we made a team and we, we made it determined fucking ladies. So yeah. the next ultra we ran, we ran as a team and a bunch of us did it. And we like, we, we smashed our previous record, which was awesome. So that was fun. Before right, we I, continue, case, okay, sorry. You know, there's a robot who wants to say something really quickly about the, and by the way, guys, if you are studying for the test, 
This episode will be amazing for you because it is behavioral AF. And I'm going to say some of the behavioral concepts that you're going to hear on today's episode. And I could guarantee that there's going to be a shit ton more. So without further ado, the behavioral principles of the day are pairing, repetition, motivating operations, negative reinforcement, reinforcement, prompting, self-monitoring, data collection, time management, positive reinforcement. Oh, there are so many more. We will get there. (laughs) Please tune in. Okay. Anyways, thank you so much for that, Mr. Robot. That was so sweet. Before we get into this racing business, you're a BCBA. Um, um, In the intro, it says you took the test. You passed after 11 tries. Yes. And I, I love in your own description, it says, uh, so Perseverance and I are good friends. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, I like to say it's my second middle name. Uh, it was, and I never really thought about it, but I guess being an ultra runner and doing stuff like that, like I know's just not in your vocabulary. And so every time I failed the test, I felt like the, what I like to refer to them as, as you guys do as well, the BACB holes were just like, telling me, no, you're not good enough, or no, you're not going to make it, or no, this isn't the right place for you. And I was like, "Mm, I'm pretty fucking good at my job. So I think I'm in the right place. So I'm going to keep going. And it just, it all came together. I don't know how, I don't know why, I don't know what magical thing fell from the sky and said, hey, today's the day you're going to pass. But I was all right with it. (laughs) And you know what they say, and not what they say, but this test, it doesn't matter. Like, it only right. takes one try, right? You're not yep. going into your job and they're like, how many times did you take it? No, right. it's like, I've seen so many great clinicians that struggle with this. So oh, yeah. I'm glad you didn't give up. I'm sure that your clients are happy and families are happy. And I know you work with um, one of our students who went through the collective, Arthur. Yes, I love Arthur. He's actually, he was actually uh, my supervisor for a little while after he passed his exam. So we worked on the same cases. I was like, okay, Arthur, like I need a few more supervision hours this month and you're here today. So let's go. And he's like, all right, let's go. I love following him, his ABA in real life stuff. He's great. He's hilarious. And he just had a baby, yes. by the way. Yeah, he just Arthur, had- for listening. Yeah, he's Arthur, listening. this one's for you. A little shout out to the fam. He's awesome. He's That's fantastic. Great. So awesome. So Let's get started with in terms of asking about like when did you start running? Mm-hmm. Um, is this something you decided to pick up at age thirty, no. or is this like tell me about it? I I was uh, always into sports and like dance and like gymnastics as a kid, and like I basically was a dancer. And I was like, my sister started to do sports, and I was like, well, that looks like fun. I want to do that. And my dad was like, okay. So I tried out for volleyball. I was too short. I walked straight into the net and they were like, okay. Then that did not happen. Uh, I didn't, my mother was like, uh, you're not going to play soccer because you don't want to be a soccer mom. And I was like, all right, mom, I get it. Like, that's cool. Um, (laughs) My sister played basketball, so I didn't want to play basketball. So my dad was like, hey, why don't you run cross country? And I was like, I don't even know what that is. And he said, you run one race and then you're done. That's it. That's all there is to it. I said, really? Okay. I was 11, by the way, when I started, this is, I was 11 years old and nobody told me that you had to run like 10 miles in practice to practice for one race. That was, oh wait, 3.1 miles long. I was like, the first day that I figured all this out, I looked at my dad, I go, you lied to me. (laughs) (laughs) He goes, 
no, you didn't ask how long the race was. And I said, that's fair. Dang it. So like, I mean, but I, I was the right question. Right. At 11, I was the question asker too. So like the fact that I didn't ask anything about it was like, yeah, sure. I'll do it. Like, this sounds great. It was fun. But I loved it. I fell in love. Like we ran on trails and we got to go do things and you could just be in the woods. And I was like, this is awesome. Like, cool. So, Mm -hmm. and I, I apparently never ran, like I was always last and my, they had my dad come to a practice because my coach was like, I'm not sure she's going to make it, Jeff. Like she's always last. And so my dad came to practice and he watched and he looked and he goes, she'll be fine. Just wait till race day. Like she'll be fine. And to make a cross country team, you have to have seven, you have to have five people because all five people count, like their times count for points, but really you should have seven so that you have it like backup runners in case something happens. Um, We had nine and I came in fifth, like I was the fifth runner on race day. And my coach was like, where the hell did that come from? Like, what, where have you been hiding that? And my dad goes, She's not the last person. She's with the last person because she won't leave somebody behind until till race day when she's like, sorry, got to go. Like, bye. Like you had it in you all along, but you were just like, I waiting. guess, I guess I just, I don't, I didn't know it. I just knew that I needed to run as fast as I could because the my dad always said, the faster you run, the faster you're done. So then you just so get to sit down and run. eat cookies. And I was like, that is true. I do get to eat cookies. Let's go. <laughs> That's amazing. You know, I actually, I was in cross country. LOL. <laughs> I like can't picture you running cross country or running at all. Or... That's weird. Cause I actually was a huge runner before my lupus. And I, when I hear that you like, when you talk about this, I mean, I'm not envious of running the hundred miles, <laughs> but that like before I had lupus, that was my outlet. Like it was like, yeah. like, you know, going, I mean, my length of a run was more like five six miles, maybe not a hundred, but just like when you hit that runner's high and you are, you're just going, like you're enjoying, didn't you say you don't use music when you do it? Yeah. I don't carry anything. So like the most I'll carry is like uh, nutrition and like a water bottle, but I don't, I don't carry like my phone or music or headphones. I don't do, yeah, I just run. That's amazing. Well, I will tell you that to prepare for this podcast this morning, I did do a 20-minute Peloton treadmill run. <laughs> very good, very good. And I I hit a stride, let me tell you, a minute oh. eight. I was laughing in my head. I'm like, how the hell does she do this for this long? Like when that 20 minutes was over, I was like, get me the F off this treadmill immediately. Like I love spinning. I was a spin instructor. Like I could yeah. spin and ride bike and ride bike. Running is hard. Um, oh, running's not easy and cardio is not easy. And I tell my, like my wife hates running. Mm-hmm. She thinks, she thinks it's like the devil, but she is the only, like, she is my Sherpa. Like we'll probably yeah. get into that later, but like, she keeps me alive at every race. She's never missed one. She's always there. And she loves the atmosphere of all the ultra run- runners. Like the, the community is amazing. It's one of the best communities I've ever found. Um, but it's, it's also very like, very specific and so like you have to be prepared to be there all day and all night and sometimes all day the next day like like it's a it's a big commitment let's just it's a big that. commitment like so when i say i didn't sleep for my hundred miler uh my wife didn't either so 
you wow. know, you have to remember that too. Like you have people who are trying to make sure that you're alive at the end of the race and they're committed just as much as you are to finishing. So like, I wouldn't have been able to finish hundred miles without her. Right. She, and she didn't sleep. So when we were done, she looked at me, she goes, can we please take a nap? I go, oh yeah, that's fine. Let's go. That's important to have that like person who, I mean, you're putting yourself through this, which is already wild, but then like <laughs> having your partner be supportive enough to see what makes you happy, what lights you up yeah. and put themselves. I mean, she wasn't running through it, but she was staying awake for 28 hours for you. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's talk about how you got into ultra running. Like how, when did like that come about? So, um, my wife and I got married in 2013 and in the process in 2014, I was talking to someone at work or something and their mom was an ultra runner. And I was like, I don't know what that is. What's that? And she was like, my mom runs over 26 miles. I go, that's a thing. Bam. Like you can do that. And they were like, yeah. And I go, can I meet your mom? And she's like, yeah, she's coming in today for breakfast. Cause I, I was a server at the time. I worked at a local restaurant. So she came in for breakfast and he was talking to me all about it. I was like, this sounds like cross country for adults. Like, <laughs> like that's exactly what I said. I was like, this is like cross country for big kids. It sounds amazing. You just go off in the woods and run for hours. Fabulous. So I come home and I'm like, T, I'm going to do my first ultra race. And she goes, cool. What's that? I go, I'm going to run over a marathon. She's like, cool. So like 28 miles. I go, no, like I signed up or I want to sign up for the iron horse. It's like a 50 mile race. And she just stopped and looked at me and she goes, you want to run how long? And I go 50 miles. I think if I do 50 miles, it's like a go big, go home. Like I didn't start with the 50 K. Like I didn't start with 35. Like I want to jump in. I want to do it. And she goes, okay, sure. Let's do that. And then all of a sudden she goes, did you wait to marry me before you decided to do this so that I couldn't say no? I go, no, not at all. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit. <laughs> Tiny bit. The ring. But wait, yeah, wait, so wait, I have a question. At this point, when you met this mom yeah. who was telling you all about it were you already running marathons yeah 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 yeah. so i had been i had already been running marathons and half marathons and like road races and like other trail races um they just weren't long they were i mean they the max i had ran at that time was a marathon and i to me that was long i thought that was the longest race that existed i did i did not know about okay. ultra community so you're like let me just double it as a start right basically yeah because i also I just heard that it was like 50, I, in my head, I started like Googling and was like going down the rabbit hole of like, what is this? And to me, the only things that I could find were like 50 milers, 65 milers, hundred miles. I didn't see like the 50 K. I didn't see that. It just kind of blended in with the 50 miles. So I was like, I'll just do a 50 miler. And it was fun. I had four, four friends come out and walk with me and run with me and do stuff with me. And, uh, T was there and, it took me like 11 and a half hours and there was a lot of tears and there was a lot of pain and there was a lot of me going, I definitely was not as prepared as I thought I was. Like there was a lot of me going, I did it. Like, this is amazing. And I was definitely ready to sign up for another one, which three days later I did. But I was like, there's a lot more training that has to go into this before I do another 50 miler. Now so, I'm thinking of training and I'm, I'm seeing this bright and shiny that you're doing a lot of shaping within topographies, right? Like oh yeah, you're shaping this running behavior. So you're increasing 
your duration, your distance, your pace. I mean, there's so much that you're shaping to, and how do you reinforce yourself? Like what is your, so it, it's really funny because before reinforce your behavior, when I started running, my reinforcement was just seeing how fast I could go, like watching Mm -hmm. the time go down that negative reinforcement of like watching the time disappear and you get better. I'm like, sweet. Um, eventually I hired a coach when I, when I decided to run a hundred miles, I hired one of my friends who's also a race director and her name is Dawn Lindsby and she is amazing. I love her. Um, she has, she started training me and my training just went through the roof and it's been great ever since. I think I've had her now for three years, two and a half, two to three years. We've been friends since 2014. That's when we met. Um, but I didn't hire her as a coach until I was like, no, I'm good. Like, because I just like to run. And I don't know, like the part of me was like, if I hire a coach, then I'm like, I'm investing in this. And if I don't want to invest, I can still back out because I'm not professional. I'm not doing anything scary. Like it's just me deciding to sign up for something and be really ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. Um, but she, but she has trained me for the past two to three years and it has been amazing. And so like my reinforcement now is like, watching her get really excited that I'm doing really well. And like, again, watching my numbers get better and just, I'm not going to lie. I eat a lot. And so like, sometimes at the end of the day, there's a glass of wine and a really big piece of cake. And I'm like, that's fine because I ran a lot today and I don't care what goes in because I am totally okay with it. So I see praise is reinforcing. Oh yeah. Access to wine and food. (laughs) So you've got it all. So you oh, like yeah. the attention, that's for sure. But like, on, honestly, I don't think that if, maybe I would, but I'm just thinking like, I don't think that the attention would be reinforcing enough for me to continue this behavior. Well, I would funny. need like someone to pay me. Well, it's <laughs> funny because like the only attention I really want is from my coach and my wife. And like mm-hmm. every once in a while, I'll like, I'll tell my parents. So like my parents randomly showed up to the hundred miler. Like I didn't know they were coming and they were at the finish line. Like my wife knew they had planned this whole thing. And so it was really special. Um, but like, I am notorious. Like I'm not a Facebooker. Like I'm on Facebook. But like, if you go to look at me, like you're going to be like, there's work and a race and work and work. And like, it's all like, I don't post things. And then randomly like a week after I've done something, I'll be like, so I did a thing and it was really fun. Or I did a thing and it sucked ass, but you know, we made it through and my coach is always like, I can't handle you. Like you are always like, and everyone's like, wait, you were training for what? Wait, you did what? And I'm like, oh yeah, I did. I did a thing. So like, I don't like the attention I want is just from like my wife being like, you did really great. Or my coach being like, I'm so proud of you. Or my dad being like, that's my kid. You know, like even at 35, 34, I'm like, my dad's still like, that's my kid. I'm like, that's me. That's me. I'm good. <laughs> I love it. So I think it's really interesting because, well, first of all, when we talk about, I'm sure you could graph all, all that you're doing on a changing criterion design in terms yeah. of like setting new criteria. We and might have done that, by the way. Have you done that? Yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to say like, but your setting criteria is actually really interesting because typically we... I mean, you literally doubled what you were going to do as your, so it's like you started at, let's say, what is it, 26.2 miles, right? Yeah. Okay. So 
26.2. And then typically someone else maybe would do like, okay, now we're going to move to the 50 30 or yeah. 30 miles or whatever right. it is. So it's, it's, first of all, that, that was my next thinking point. And then I was thinking about how interesting it is. You know, we always are teaching our students and everyone that everyone has different reinforcers. <laughs> so while what you're talking about, like that is that like a hundred miles to me seems terrible. Like literally I feel like the drive to the NICU it, drive that is 30 <laughs> miles from my house. I'm like, Oh, I live so damn far. <laughs> And Very good I, comparison. No, so I'm literally like, <laughs> no, but anytime I am on navigation, it's like a thing for me. And it's like, I get to like 26 miles like left. I'm like, okay, I just have a marathon left. Like I think yep. of life and like marathons, but mm -hmm. the difference of reinforcement for each person. So like for you, right. You said it's reinforcing if it's your wife, if it's mm -hmm. um, your coach. And it, it brings me back to when I was in cross country Anytime that my coach would like say my name, I'd stop. It'd be like, <laughs> I'd be doing totally fine. The run's going well. I don't know if you remember cross country in high school, like, like oh, the coaches yeah. will like drive in their car often, like to follow <laughs> the runners. You know, I'm totally fine. I'm chilling. I'm doing great on the run. As soon as he'd be like, nice job, Liat, stride and glide. I'd be like, my body would just stop. It's like, <laughs> oh no, you're not telling me what to do. And it's like, I have the opposite effect. And like what was oh, meant right. to be reinforcing was the complete opposite. So it's just right. so funny how like, you know, for one person running might be so reinforcing, just like the idea of like letting loose of all these different things. And for someone else, it might be like, that's terrible, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like for me, like my wife lifts, like she likes to power lift, like she's a lifter. And like, I like to lift things, but she is like, she's breaking the machines at the gym. And I'm just like, you know, like I want to lift heavy things and be able to put them up and pick, like pick them up and put them down. But I don't necessarily need to lift that much. Like you go, you go girl, you go do your thing, you go have fun. And she's like, she's literally maxed out every machine. And so it's just kind of like, she's like, I don't really know what to do now. I'm like, well, on the bright side, your coach does. So go talk to him because I can't tell you what to do either. So both of you guys are testing the limits of your body, which I think is really interesting in terms of, I think a lot of people ask, what can I do with behavior analysis aside from working with autism? Oh, yeah. And what you are doing is such a perfect example of, I mean, this is completely behavioral for anyone listening, right? You are pushing a limit mm. on so many different things, you know, like your mental limit, your like, you're trying to shape your times, you're trying to, you know, make yourself physically able to run longer. Yeah. And so I, I mean, everything about <laughs> what you're doing is just showing the power of what can be done with, with behavior. The, yeah. Yeah. It's crazy. And it's, it's really funny because like I remember Casey saying in one of the other podcasts, like once you start seeing life through like a behavior lens, like it's really hard to like unsee it. And it's so true, but it's really hard to unsee it in my own life where I'm like, oh, shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, because, you know, you know what you should be doing and you know how to do it and you know how to get it done. And you're just like, 
damn it. Yeah. Like I have no excuse. I don't have an excuse. I don't have an excuse not to meet my, meet my goals. I don't have an excuse to not do a workout. I don't have an excuse to not push myself past that limit because I know what it's going to take. You know, like I train with my wife's coworker's husband. He's, he's done. I don't know how many Ironmans and he's helping me out on my bike and my swim. And he's amazing. Okay. Like he was in the, the ocean the other day and he was like, yeah, I was really slow. The ocean was kicking my butt, blah, blah, blah. My mile time was slow. I was like, well, what'd you swim it in? He's like, like 35 minutes. I go, screw you, Mike. Screw you. <laughs> I was like, I can't, like, I'm still working on swimming a mile in the pool under 30, like eight minutes. Okay. Like, and that's with like no waves and nobody there and like, whatever. He's like, I was just whatever. And he's, he's a very sweet guy, but like, he has me doing hill repeats. And by hill repeats, I mean bridge repeats because we live in Florida. We don't have hills. We have bridges. Um, and on the bike. And I'm not an adrenaline junkie. So going down is very scary for me. It's not fun. People are like, yeah, you're going to love going downhill. I'm like, no, 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 I don't. I feel like I'm going to die. Like going across <laughs> traffic and like looking back. I'm like, oh, God. Like, I unclip. I do all these crazy things. It's like, what are you doing? It's like, don't judge me. Don't judge me. But okay, so I just have to. I'm thinking yeah. right now, real quick. I forgot yeah. that I did a <laughs> compared to what you do, like, but I did a mini triathlon when yes. I was, I don't know, like 24. So, like, I don't know, nine years ago. And I just remember I'm flashing back right now on my feelings of the swim in the bike. Like, I was oh, a, yeah. the run, I was fine. Yeah, but I didn't train at all. It, I mean, it was oh, a God. quarter mile swim in a pool. It was nothing. It was nothing. But I remember I jumped in or dove into the pool, and there was other people clearly. And I'm really claustrophobic. And all of a sudden, I just like had one of those like panic attacks. Got water in my mouth. My goggles fell to the bottom of the pool. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just like I was doing it with my aunt, and she was like cracking up. And I was like, I swim like the most like just like a fish out of water. It was terrible. I was just choking and like keeping my head above water and doing oh, like, no. yeah, it was just, and then the bike, same thing. Like I got, I got really nervous on the bike ride because we were in like the street and there was traffic. And like, I was like, just like, I just got out of the pool. I was soaking wet. Like it is just wild. Like, I think I completely forgot that I did that until you were yeah. just saying this thing and it triggered my memory. I'm like, mm -hmm. you did this one time. That's cool. It's crazy. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm nervous. Like, I I'm, I keep telling my wife, like, as it gets closer, like, I'm real nervous. Like, the half, I know I'm going to be okay in, but, like, I'm nervous about those transitions. I'm nervous about, like, doing something wrong. And they're like, you, blah, 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 flag on you. And I'm going to be like, oh, shit. Like, I didn't even know I'd, what. But the full, I'm just like. It's the bike ride. I think that's going to be my like mm -hmm. nemesis because 112 miles. I'm just like I get bored. 112 just... miles on the bike. Yeah. So the half is a mile point two swim, 56 miles on the bike, and then 13.1 uh, half marathon, and then the full is everything twice. So 2.4, 112 miles, full marathon. So we're doing both. When yeah what? yeah so i have a half iron man in on may 23rd like that's like so soon two weeks i know yeah you, uh, and then um <laughs> <laughs> that's how i feel inside i'm not gonna lie and then uh i have a full iron man in september at the end of september because they both wow. got postponed from covid 
That's so, insane. Yeah. I, your body, like, I don't know how like, you can like, do like, that. Face is like, I'm oh. feeling like anxious. <laughs> like literally, you know, whenever I was in cross, so I was actually a sprinter, but they oh, told me. Oh God, I hate sprinting. I'm, I'm a sprinter. <sighs> like, so cross country was like, I wasn't made for that. But something about it, I don't, and now that I think, like, as soon as I start running in the morning, like, more like the, like, initial, like, running across the field before you go on your actual run, I would always have to, like, shit myself until, like, the <laughs> level of, like, I'd be like, oh, my God, I got to go. Like, if I don't get there this second, I will shit my pants, as Casey knows I've done it before. Um, and, I like, I, I knew the coach like, thought this was escape maintained, but it was, right. like, I literally had no control. But because there's I like the nerves you feel to get it's started. The nerves. Oh yeah. And and I mean running also is like a natural diuretic. But so like I cannot imagine like if I was ever signing up for something like you, I'm like feeling this anxiety inside. Like oh yeah. Like, oh, what's happened? Oh, there have been so many times where people are like, have you shot yourself yet? And I'm like, that is the one thing I can honestly say. I have yet to do while running or racing is actually shit myself. But I have peed myself. Like there are times where I'm just like, I just let it go. I don't even care. Cause I'd rather just piss myself and dump water on it than stop and try to squat because there's no coming back up from that squat. There's uh uh-uh. no. Once you've been running for so long or once you've been doing so long, they're like, okay, just squat. I'm like, are you kidding me? These quads are not doing anything but standing up straight. Like, no, ma'am. <laughs> wow. I was just I mean, thinking um, in my, I was just thinking real quick that when you just said the escape maintained behavior, like it's like, and the thing of this too, when you're working with kids, like I, I always like right before class or right before a podcast, I get nervous and I have yeah. to shit it's like physiological. Like it is not yeah. like, and so like being mindful of that too, when you're like working with clients, like it's not always just escape maintained. It could be that they're physically, physiology, God, oh, physiology. Yeah. The nerves, right? The inside, like those oh, unconditioned yeah. um responses that and yeah. it's like, okay, you gotta go to the bathroom, go to the bathroom. Like, yeah, it's not well, always I, just like getting out of I something. Used to wake up, I used to wake up in the morning, get dressed, run, come home, and be showered before T would get out of bed. Like she she's not a morning, she used to not be a morning person like at all. So what time did you wake up? You do like a quick 28 hour run. Just a quick 50 miler and everything. No, I was like, I would wake up in at like we wake up at four. I wake up at four every day. Um, and so I'm up at four. I would but before I would wake up at four, I'd be out of the house by 4:15, and I'd be home by, you know, maybe five. If I was running five miles, maybe six, five thirty, depending on how long I was running. But if T didn't have to be at work, depending on what that debate, that determined what time she would wake up. And so about mm, three to four years ago is when I was training and qualifying for Boston and our whole sleep pattern changed. Everything changed. I was always up at four, but like we started going to bed at like seven, six thirty, six. Because I would have to wake up and get in all of my miles before I would go to work. And T would wake up and get on the bike and ride around town with me to make sure I didn't die, at the middle, you know, in the middle of the morning. Um, or we would, there's a trail out where we live called the Baldwin Trail. And it's an old paved uh, trail from like an old um, railroad. And so we would just, it's 15 miles long. So we would run down and run back. And she would ride. I would run. And, um, but we would wake up, we would get out there at like four July, 
on a trail in Florida. I need you to know how many bugs there were. Okay. It's <laughs> terrible. And for all people out there, do not spray bug spray on your running clothes. If it has DEET in it, it will stop the breathability of your running clothes. I made that mistake because all of a sudden I was sweating and couldn't breathe and was like stripping off my running clothes in the middle of the trail. I was like, I was down to like my spandex and a sports bra and like was like, I don't know what's wrong. It was the D in the bug spray. Just FYI. Good to know um, anyone out there. That's a, a, just, a, just a nod. Yeah. Yeah. Anybody does that. Rule yeah. governed for anyone who's never right. done it. Right. Rule governed. It's, it's a problem. So now just now it's a rule for you. Don't do it. Um, but yeah, so then, but during that time, because our sleep pattern was just so, it had to be so rigid, we never stopped that sleep pattern. And as we've gotten older, it's just been real nice. We're just old ladies inside. <laughs> like once it hits six o'clock, I'm like, we're going to bed, right? Like, we're, <laughs> he's like, yeah, like the sun's still out shining through our room. And we're just like, I have seven <laughs> hours left in my day at that point. Yeah, I'm no. thinking. Yeah, because yeah. we work till like 1130 at night sometimes. Oh, and then we special. teach the class. But it's no, because off, off nights, oh, yeah. Yeah. off nights of our collective, though, Matt and I, my husband and I are in bed at like the latest nine. I mean, yeah. that's always like, uh, she'll be shocked if I'm up and she texts yeah. me at like, 10 30. I'm like, no, I, Matt, we love our sleep and we wake up really early too. He has to be to work uh, by five 30. Yeah. I get up and help him get ready. And so I mm -hmm. help him get ready. Like he's a child, but you know, just like support his my pants on for him. He opens <laughs> help, the legs. I help you get ready. I make her lunch and breakfast every, almost every day. Okay, and I, I, I do the same thing. Yeah. Like it's As you should Victoria. I mean, the fact that this person is waking <laughs> up with you to do the 15 mile, like watch you on a trail back and forth. Like 30 miles? She said, I, I do. I, I, I roped her in. That's what happened. I roped her in before she could say, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, she's probably like, what the hell? This involves me too. That's right. Okay, so we were speaking about, you know, some condition reinforcers, like, yep. you know, um, such as, you know, getting cheered on by family or whatever it is. Or, you know, you've been conditioned to love to see the time get um, yep. lower and lower. Um, that you're completing the races in. But I, what I think is really important that we talk about when you're doing a race of this level mm -hmm. is, first of all, the MOs that you're like, oh, let's God. talk about like unconditioned motivating operations, right? Or um, lack of food, yeah. um, lack of water, <laughs> lack of oxygen, too, uh, right? Or you could be like um, too hot or too cold mm -hmm. or, you know. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Those motivating operations, they 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 play a huge part in what's happening because your body's constantly changing in the middle of a race. And I I openly admit, like not all like racing, everyone, and I think this is what I this is why I don't post on social media so much, but like when I do, like I lay it all out there. Like it's not pretty. It is not fun all the time. Everyone's like, oh my God, I did so good. Blah, blah. I'm like, screw it. You know, you cried. You probably shat yourself. You <laughs> messed up your nutrition and you probably got dehydrated. Like, just say it, just say it. And I do. I'm like, y'all, I had to sit down for 20 minutes with a bag of ice on my fucking crotch because I overheated. And like, I know how to not overheat. I know what I'm supposed to do. And it still happens. And you know, you, you can feel it coming. You feel it, that hot 
that weird hot that you're like, I'm already hot, but now I'm like extra hot. And mm-hmm. you just, oh my goodness, the dry heaving when you're dehydrated is, it's great. I had a race in February. Um, and I love this race. It's one of my favorites. I run it almost every year and I've done every uh, distance. I've done the 10K, the 30K, the 50K, the 100K, all of them. And I was doing the 50K this year. I was like, yeah, you know, it's always around my birthday. It's great. I was doing great. First lap. First, every lap is about six miles. So that's, there's five laps that I run. So it's a little over six miles. So I did great the first lap, great the second lap. I enter and I am like halfway through my third lap and I make it to the aid station and I ran out of uh, nutrition. I ran out of what we call scratch. It's like a... Um, Gel? Is it like goo? No, it's not goo. It's it's a drink mix. It's uh, oh. what it, electrolytes. Lord, <laughs> I was like, it's a thing. You get it and it makes you happy. It's electrolytes. And I ran out. And I was like, well, they have the same flavors, the same stuff. I'll just use theirs. And my coach is really great because it was her race. Like, this is a race that she owns. Um, The concentration wasn't mine. It wasn't my concentration. It wasn't my mix. And it messed with my insides. Not even like 400 meters down the way. I was like, and we're down. And I sat and I thought about for a second, threw up sat again. I got up. I was, I managed to walk point, probably point two before I had to sit for about an hour. Like I would, each lap took me about an hour and a half to finish. That lap took me two and a half hours to finish because I couldn't get past walking point two without needing to stop and sit. I was dizzy. I wasn't feeling good. And it's, it's all about how those, those motivating operations, like you need to make sure that you're doing what you need to do for your body. And I have learned very much the hard way. I just can't do other people's nutrition. Like I always have to make sure that I just have enough all the time of what I need because otherwise I get it and it messes me up. And there was this really wonderful woman who just was like, Hey girl, you doing okay? And I was like, yeah, I'm fine. And she's looking at me like, girl, you green, like you're green and you're growing <laughs> up. And I'm like, I'm good. Don't, don't waste your race on me. Like you keep going. And she's like, mm, I think I'm going to walk with you. And I was like, okay, like, I'm not going to say no. Cause I would normally be hurt. I, if I saw somebody that was fallen, who cares about my race at that point? Let's get you back to camp. She got me to camp. I sat with that ice on my crotch for like 20 minutes. I drank three ginger ales three ginger ales, like those little tiny little Canada dries, shoved some applesauce in my face, stood up. And my wife goes, you ready? And I go, yeah, let's go. And so back on the trail and T walked with me all the way to the next uh, aid station, which is halfway through the lap. And so I was on lap four and I was going. And by the time we got to the aid station, she goes, I'm stopping here because you're good to go. You have now reached the angry walk stage where <laughs> you are now walking faster than you're probably going to run. So you you go. I'll see you at the other aid station. I said, OK. And so I made it through. And then the last lap, I ran like I ran my first lap. I ran it in an hour and like 15 minutes. And we like to call our last lap the fuck it lap. Because basically you're looking at everything saying, fuck you and fuck you. I don't have to see you again. So, yeah. And so, and I finished and I finished the race and it was, and it made me feel so good. Like I've never not finished. I've never DNF, which is did not finish. I haven't done that yet. 
I'm sure there's a race out there that will cause me to do that. I just thank God, knock on wood. I haven't had that yet. I've been DFL. I'll take DFL all day. That's fine. But that race, I literally was like, holy God, shit bags. Like that was the first time that I was like, hmm, I don't know, man. I don't know. You didn't give up. No, no. And and, and I think that's it. Like that's what ultra running does though. Like, and everybody wants you to persevere. Everybody in that community is like, you've got this, let's get you through. I mean, other people will stop and give you their water bottle and their nutrition and their food. And then they're lacking. They will do it because they need, they know that you, your body, your motivating operation, you, you need it more. They don't, they're good. They're okay. Mm -hmm. At that moment, they don't need it. So they're willing to give it. And you're, Sometimes most people will take it. Me, I'm all like, no, 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 it's okay. Because I don't ever want somebody to be without. So I have a question for you. So we know about generalization, right? The idea Mm -hmm. that um, things could generalize to other parts of your life, whether it's like behaviors or whatever it is. So I'm trying to think how to identify the behavior exactly. But the behavior of it probably could be better. I mean, it can definitely be better operationally defined of keeping going. So, sorry guys, that's not a good operational definition, but like I'm on the spot here. How do, how do, do you, you feel like it generalizes to other parts yeah. of your life? Absolutely. Absolutely. 100%. I, when I grew up, we weren't allowed to quit. That was the rule of our house. You can't quit. You don't ever have to do it again, but you have to finish. So if you joined a dance team, if you joined the cross country team, if you joined basketball, the debate team, I don't care if you joined the choir at church, if you were going to do it and you hated it, you have to stick it out until it's done. You don't ever have to do it again, but you have to stick it out till the end. And that is something that both my parents were very much instilled on. Mostly my dad. Um, he was, that was kind of like, cause he was the one that kind of was like that, that was his emphasis. But my mom was very much agreement with that. She was like, no, no. No, you will, you will, you, you signed up for this. You can do it. And so that was just something that we grew up with. Like, you don't have, you can't quit, but you can't, you don't, you can't, you, you don't, don't have, have to, do, have to it do it again. Right. And so growing up with that, it just, that kind of played over into everything else. So when I started sports, I had a really great coach growing up. Her name was Jenny Schoenberger and she she changed my view of a lot of things and she is an amazing woman and she's just, I love her. And um, so one day I might give her the podcast to listen to Jenny. I love you. You're great. Um, She, but she was always that person. It was like, Vic, you can do it. And she would wake up early with me when I decided that I wanted to be the number one runner when I was in high school, she would stay late with me at practice. She would wake up early with me on weekdays. I would shower at school. Like there was, like you would just go and you would just do things. And I had somebody keep me accountable. But like having that almost rule governed behavior, because it was a rule rule in the house, was like the when as I got older, nothing got easier. You know, things didn't get easier. My even my morning this morning, I was like, my computer like literally right before I needed to come on to you guys. My computer was not turning on. The people were delivering the dining set. I was like, oh my I God. I gave you the wrong time. I, the, I was like, I was like, oh my <laughs> God. I was like, all I want to do is just like 
sit with a cup of coffee. That's weird. Your life hasn't got easier as you've gotten older. As I've gotten older, everything has just become so easy. You know, like (laughs) life is just so great. Life just goes all the way. But I'm saying, like, it doesn't get easier as you get older. Like, because kids think that, like, oh, when we get older, it gets better. And I'm like, no, guys, like, it gets more tolerable. And if you have the tools in your belt to do it, then you can. And so it's like, I, I always refer to that. And like, my wife is really great. She's, she kind of emulates my dad's like stuff. Cause she'll, she'll, my dad's always like, go Vic, go, go Vic, go. Like you can do it. Like, just keep going. And he'll be on the phone and he'll, I mean, even to this day, he he'll call and T will yell at me. Um, our phrase is how strong, too strong. We totally stole it from, I think, Remember the Titans, where they were like, how oh, yeah. strong, too strong, too left strong. side, right side. Yeah. So um, I actually have that tattooed on my wrist and in uh, the Irish alphabet. And it's the first tattoo I got that you can see outside of, like, clothing. Mm-hmm. And I got it because I was like, I need to be able to see it when I'm not, when in my head, because it's either your head that goes or your body that goes in a race. Rarely do they both go at the same time. One's going to go before the other. If your body gives out, your mind's going to get you through. If your mind gives out, your body's like on autopilot. And it's like the subconscious, like we've done this. We can just keep going. And I'm like, okay, we've got this. We're good. But I think when it came to like my test, like the BCBA test, like there was no, there was no quitting. There was a lot of times that I wanted to. Again, there was a lot of tears. There was a lot of wine. There was a lot of, I'm not good enough. Why is the universe still saying that I can't do this? Like, mm-hmm. we all go through that. But then I would pick myself up again and I'd say, okay, we got to sign back up. We got to do it again. And we can, because I have a whole team behind me of people who say that I can, whether it happens this time or not, they, they're not giving up on me. So I can't give up on myself. You're out there listening and you're struggling with anything in life. Just Think of Vic running a hundred <laughs> effing miles and say, I can do this if she can do it. How strong? Too strong. I That's love right. that. That That's is right. amazing. I mean, and I, I mean, I've had a lot of questions. People would be like, how did you take it 11 times? I'm like, well, I learned something new every time. And I think this time they're like, what was the magic moment? I was like, I don't know idea. I have, I don't know. I don't know what light bulb I had. I don't know if it was just answering questions better. I don't know but I've been doing it for six years, guys. So I figure at some point it had to click. Like, it's just, you know. What you do is a really cool, I don't know if say like baseline or like a relativity thing for you to look at always in life. Like for example, once my fingers, like I went through my fingers falling off, literally. Mm -hmm. Um, Like the pain I went through then, like I, that's my like measuring stick. I'll be like, Oh, I, I want to get a Brazilian wax. I'm too scared. No, I'm not. My fingers fell off. I could fucking right. do this. You know, like yeah. that's my. Right. So you're yeah. like, that's so cool to be like, are you kidding? You think you can't do this test? You right. just ran this many miles. Like what the hell? Like the body's yeah. not meant to run that many miles. Okay. Like right. it's not. Like no. I don't think the body is meant to run that many. I mean, the right? first marathon or died. Let's get real. They ran 26.2 miles literally in marathon Greece to go deliver a message. And then they died on the spot. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like I, I, mean, I my, my thinking is like 13 miles, like the 13.1 is a good, healthy, like amount. The hundred miles is like, you're just fucking whack. But like, it's true. amazing. It's true. But 
just to have that as your measure, like your 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 comparative measure, you know? Yeah. Like, but I could do this. So like right. there's no fucking way I'm giving up on a test that like I could sit in the comfort of air conditioning for. Which is always really cold. Is right. Anybody, was anybody else like ungodly comfortable, like uncold, like so cold? I was like, I'm freezing and I'm not allowed, like, and I'm wearing clothes, like jeans and a sweatshirt. Like, ah, it was cold. It was trying to keep cold. you awake, you know? I guess. Four hours you got to get through. Yeah. No, I get like cozier. Like, I'm like, I just want to like fall asleep and like feel right. cozy when it's this freezing in here. Yeah. I think, I think it was really funny that you bring that up though, because when I ran the 100 miler, like, it actually boosted my confidence to take the test again. Cause I was like, I just fucking ran a hundred miles. I can, I will pass this test. Granted it happened two years later and four tries later, but it did, it happened. And, um, and it's funny because now when I'm training for the Ironmans and it's like, you ran a hundred miles, like you can do this. And my friend goes, it's the full Ironman. She refers, she's referring to the full Ironman. She's like, it's only 40 more miles than what you did. And I go, you're right, but it's 40 more miles with like a swim and a bike. Like there's a difference between what my body's going to be doing. And she goes, you're fine. Like stop. She, she, she's always like, stop perseverating and get over it and get out there and do your thing. And I'm like, okay, thanks. You got it. So you like someone like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And so, you know, I've been, we, uh, we've had a lot of busy weekends going back and forth between doing some stuff. Um, and so I've been stacking my workouts so that I can have the weekends off, but I can get all of my workouts in. So basically like Monday through Friday has been like crazy busy with work and getting the workouts in. And last week I ended up doing like a little mini try for a workout and I texted my friend and I was like, good God. I was like, this is going to be so fun in a few weeks. <laughs> I can't wait to hear from you after. You're going to email or... I'm going to give you my number and you're going to let me know and send me a sweaty selfie of you crushing it at the finish line. Oh, for Um, sure. Lots of beer in hand. Oh, I will take a shot with you. Okay. Absolutely. Um, So before we, I think we're getting close to the time to wrap up, but I just want to like, thank you for coming on. And also like, you're just such an inspiration to so many people that they're listening. Um, Just, you inspired me. Like I need to get back on that damn treadmill. That 1.3 miles was shit. Casey. No, I'm just kidding. You got to self-love. It's fine. Um, I mean, everyone you meet where you're at. Um, yeah. But, so yeah. So thank you so much, Vic. It was great to chat. I love your energy. Oh. I feel like I know tea. So give tea our love. Oh, I will. <laughs> I'm a She's big so fan excited. of tea based on what you say about her. She's amazing. A- yeah. She's amazing. She's the best part of me. Like she's the best. Aww. She really I is. Cry. I love her more than anything. She's totally your cup of tea. Oh, <laughs> oh she is. Bump it All right. Oh. So Vic, thank you so much. Thank um, you guys. You rock. Well, can't wait to hear from you after your half and then even really? better after your full Iron Man. Oh yeah. You got this. And if anyone's out there listening right now, you've got this also. And this is your oh, yeah. cue and your prompt to not give up to take this test to run the race, to do whatever it is that you're scared to do, do it. So that's that. That is that. That being said, guys, you know where to find us. You can find us on Instagram at Behavior Bitches Podcast, Facebook at Behavior Bitches Podcast. You could go to our website, behaviorbitches.com. And as always, love ya. Mean it.
Hey guys, it's Liat. And Casey. We just want to take a second to let you know that if you're thinking of being a millennial like us and starting your own podcast, there is a way. You can do your show without having to become an audio editing and production wizard. Because guess what? We don't know shit with that. But we have Alan at Pretty Easy Podcast who helped us get started. He records our shows. He posts them. He adds awesome, awesome music and cool shit when we don't even know what he's doing. He sends us teaser episodes. He does it all. We just sit here and friggin' talk. We shoot the shit and you can record from home, your office, the park, a bathroom stall at work. It doesn't matter. He provides the complete podcast studio. All you need is a microphone and you're good. Alan caters to your schedule and gives you a producer for your show at your beck and call. He has been super flexible with our schedule. Whenever we need him, we go to Google Calendar. We just book him and he does all the hard work. It's like so incredibly easy. That's why it's probably called Pretty Easy Podcast. So be heard and have some fun podcasting like us. Go to prettyeasypodcast.com today. 